Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Yeah, gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. And I can't get it out of my head. Cause I won't use discretion when I'm talking about obsession. Cause this is what makes me me. And I'm glad that I called ya. I'm talking about nostalgia. And this is where I wanna be. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. Yeah, gimme, gimme, cause I'm obsessed. All right, guys, you are listening to an episode of The Gimme. I'm your host and resident horse girl, Kathleen DeMarle. On, uh, yeah, don't laugh at that. <laughs> on today's episode, we have the very funny Chris Post. How's it going? Good. How are you? Hey, no bad. Thank you for having me. How is your quarantine going? Oh, um, let's see. Uh, I, I guess it depends on which uh, compartment of life. Uh, so, yeah, I think, like everyone, I hate the uh, uh, state of the, everything about the state of the world. So, uh, no hot takes there, on, on, unfortunately. Uh, just, yeah. yeah, discuss it with everything. Um, this administration, um, the, uh, you know, the piss poor way uh, civil rights are being treated. And, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, on a personal level, yeah, uh, things are good uh, in, in some components. Obviously, missing comedy more than anything sure. is, uh, you know, the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, no, I got engaged, though. That's uh, fantastic. Yeah, so, can, yeah. Can, and you moved. You got engaged, right? I yeah, mean, like, yeah. You're, you're so, doing big things in quarantine. Yeah, yeah, no. So I'm, I'm very happy uh, about those things. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, now that, uh, yeah, I just moved. Uh and uh yeah i think like everyone else in comedy just trying to find uh ways to create content uh now that you know stage time is uh scarce to non-existent <laughs> yeah very scarce to non-existent i know you did an outdoor yeah. show recently so like you're yeah getting, I've done you're couple. getting time uh, yeah, you're one of the did. lucky few I uh, did a couple, uh, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, once it's, you know, autumn, uh, we're back to Zoom purgatory, we go until there's a vaccine, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yep. How about you? Oh, you know, living, living the dream, just yeah. quarantining alone. I'm sorry. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Who gives a shit? I mean, like... I love people, but I live alone for a reason, so. Sure, no, I mean, I think as comics, comics thrive on uh, the solid, on the solitary lifestyle, yeah, and. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. a her I'm not a hermit, okay? Don't make me sound like a hermit, okay? <laughs> I'm a very social person. I just don't want to, you know, live with other comedians. Oh, I, I hear you there. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you lived in... I feel like you lived in an apartment that was like a rotating yeah. apartment for people that had been broken up with or something. <laughs> That's a delicate way of putting it, but yes, uh, I, I would, um, I guess you could make that, uh, that argument. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it, it was a comic, uh, flop house in a way. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but, uh, it was fun, uh, for a while, but uh, yeah, I definitely enjoy uh, the stability of this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the real reason I asked you on this podcast mm -hmm. 
is because, I mean, obviously by your Snickers on my intro, you know that I was a, you know, horse girl. Like I give off that energy. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, you were into metal as a kid, right? Yeah, or, and uh, and, and probably still. haven't outgrown it much, but yeah. you know, it was probably yeah, the first thing uh, that yeah I ever you know had a passion for. Um, you know, baseball too, but I mean that 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 I don't know. I feel like a lot of that fades with age. Uh, the yeah, love of sport. If you can't be and, a professional athlete, you're not right and and i think uh yeah comedy also you know it's not a you know it's hard to be you know you can't really be much of a sports fan uh i think really if, if you're really plying your trade as a comic too i mean you know you got tvs on in the bars and stuff but you know and that's fine okay too, let's I mean. let's pump the brakes on this you have gotten in many fights at fenway right have you not like you are still a sports uh, fan i mean none of them in at least uh, you know, in many, many years. Okay, um, so this was like prior to couple. comedy. Okay. Sure. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I know. I, uh, and more of them were ejections than fight for, for uh, you know, drunken behavior. Um, but sure. yes, um, you can have me back another time for those, but for that story. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, metal was the first thing I think I yeah, was uh, close to. It's. Uh, yeah, I think like comedy, you know, it's kind of something, uh, you know, that a lot of people that feel like outsiders draw, you know, draw to. And, sure. uh, you know, and that's kind of, and, and that in turn, you know, becomes a kinship with other metalheads as comics have that camaraderie. Yeah. Um, you know, but it started from a young age. Yeah. Okay. Like so, well, oh, that was how, that's like very young. Wait, is this because your parents listen to metal and so then you listen to it? No, not really. So my like best friend in like fifth grade, I think his next door neighbor who was like a little older and, you know, just had a bunch of, you know, cassettes and CDs and stuff like that. And, you know, I think it started with, you know, like Zeppelin and, and, and GNR and stuff like that. And, but, you know, the, the you could make the argument that they're not really metal bands. And then from there went into like Motley Crue and then Black Sabbath and then just down, you know, then spiraled you know, into more and more of a rabbit hole of more and more bands. Yeah. And yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and no, my mom, you know, my, my father primarily listens to classical music. <laughs> actually, he, uh, yeah, I mean, he like plays the cello for Christ's sake. Oh, uh, wow. But, okay. But, the, but actually a lot of heavy metal uh, musicians are classically trained. So th th there is a connection. There. Yeah. yeah. I, I just realized actually when I started this podcast that Slash plays a lot of like, his own stuff like on his own what do you mean Would like he has like own? like he has like his own like album of just him oh, yeah. yeah sure and oh, i was yeah. like oh yeah. shit and mm -hmm. it's like actually kind of nice it's not like metal at all or heavy <laughs> rock or whatever whatever it no, is I, yeah i know what you mean um so and yeah one of my uh favorite uh heavy metal guitarists uh randy rhodes he was like the first guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne after he left Black Sabbath the you know the guy was like literally if you listen to the first couple of Ozzy Osbourne solo albums I mean it, it sounds almost like you know Mozart on you know just the way it's the scales and the arrangements and stuff like yeah. that uh, and and he was not a heavy metal fan at all he just knew uh, how to convert his love of classical into that yeah okay so did you go to any concerts as a kid 
Yeah. So, um, I think my 12th birthday, uh, my mom, uh, bless her. Uh, she got me tickets to see Ozzy with motorhead. Uh, did she go yeah. with you? She did. She did. Yeah. My mother's, uh, yeah, very cool in that regard. My, yeah. My mom was never into metal specifically per se. She, she was in a lot of, you know, cool stuff like Zeppelin and, uh, the clash, like when I was a kid and stuff like that. But yeah, she, you know, definitely had no objections to me listening to stuff like that. I mean, you know, okay. she grew up on the stones, Keith and Mick, you know, probably did more drugs yeah, than any but, metal artist. So yeah. Yeah. But like my parents grew up in that generation too. And I yeah. was forced to listen to Broadway music my entire upbringing. So like, yeah. Okay. But also, yeah, my, my parents had, uh, you know, it was a broken home. I think my mom was also fighting for my love with my dad. Sure, so sure. maybe this okay. was just like, uh, you know, a shallow gesture. Uh, yeah. But uh, she took me to, uh, and, and my friend and my little brother uh, to uh, Great Woods, which, oh God, I mean, I still go there probably at least once a year, but I don't know what they're calling it this year, the Comcast Center. You, you know what I'm oh, talking yeah, about. Oh, yeah, in, in yeah. In Mansfield. And uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, just being a little kid and, you know, if you're familiar with Motorhead's uh, following, you know, they're ra as rabid as a band's following gets. And I'm, you know, you know, I'm like on the outskirts of the pit and, you know, I'm like 12 and, you know, these, you know, dudes are all hammered, just falling over me and stuff like that. And yeah, and I loved it. And, uh, and my mom was, you know, nervous, but she, she was cool about it. Yeah. That's good. And then, yeah, that, that delved into more, many more concerts over the years. Yeah. Okay, so do you have any particularly, like, bad concert experiences? Well, sure. Well, why don't we go bittersweet? Um, so, um, you know, a few years after that, uh, the Ozzy Osbourne Festival, OzFest, was born, uh, which is, you know, a, you know, as big a, a heavy metal festival as you get. Many yep. have been spawned since then. Um, so... Yeah, I think uh, I started going to those. I, I think I've been to like six. So yeah, I started going to those like every year and go, you know, with some friends. And you know, if you've been to Great Woods or Comcast, whatever you call it, that parking lot, you know, the the tailgating gets you know pretty wild there. And um, sure, I think we were just you know literally just chugging Jaeger one year. And uh, I used to do this thing. Uh, I have not done it in many years uh, where. I, God, I thought it was like a cool parlor trick. I mean, it was just me being a moron, but I used to open beer bottles with my teeth. No, and, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was such hot shit. You know what the hell did I know? And uh, and um, so yeah, the, you know, I just no no pun intended. Bit off more than I could chew, and I literally like cracked part of my tooth off. Uh, literally in the uh, Great Woods uh, 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 parking lot and. You know, we're at Ozfest. I wasn't going to be like, get me to a dentist. It was like, well, tough it out. And, uh, you know, the only way to kill the pain really was to drink more. And, sure. And stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, this one over here. Oh, and, wow. Um, you know, and, and I took my time going to the, the dentist, too, because, you know, I, I think I had insurance at the time. But, uh, yeah, Maybe but I remember not. having, I had to go into my pocket a little because oh, the, the filling was porcelain because they wanted to make it look as real as, as it could. Wow. Yeah. Because it was one of those yeah. things, like, I was such a dumbass at the time. I was like, yeah, fuck it. It'll, it, you know, it'll look cool or some dumb shit. And, you know, but everyone's like. How old were you when this happened? Uh, 24. Okay. Uh, I think. And, uh. Yeah. But then I also read, you know, found out like, you know, that 
obviously that'll get infected and then you know eventually just the tooth will decay and you know you lose it all together so i was like you know begrudgingly i was like fine i'll get i'll get it taken care of you know i was thinking all you know the booze or drugs or tattoos i could have gotten with that money but yeah well that's okay um whatever i mean my only this is really bad and i feel like you're gonna judge me for this my only experience that i have with ozzy was when Mm -hmm. i was the the manager of the boys volleyball team at my high school and they used to listen to ozzy osbourne to like pump themselves up for crazy train i presume just like all those other like like any i feel like the only for a long time the only like experience i had with heavy metal or metal at all was like people preparing to get like super intoxicated Mm -hmm. you know oh yeah it's uh yeah and i have a lot of ambivalence towards uh the kind of popularity ozzy's uh you know taken off into in the past i don't know decade plus or so because you know that that reality show kind of made him a household name and everyone yeah like you know when, when i was a kid you know Ozzy was, con- you know, if you listen to Ozzy, you-, you were considered kind of a whack job. And I embraced that, you know, yeah. people still thought of him as just the guy that bit the head off of bats. And well, kids- and then he hit the mainstream with that TV show and now is like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you got, and then I got like, yeah, exactly. People, you know, just, you know, joking about him. And, and, and it's funny because there's such a fine line between, I, I think, the satire of heavy metal and, and being really metal. You know, I mean, obviously oh, yeah. you got to have a sense of humor about it. I mean, I don't know if you've seen Spinal Tap, but I mean, that that really is how it all started. Just, you know, let's joke about this and have a sense of humor about it. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen Spinal Tap, I, I think, I mean, every comedy nerd, that that's, you know, something you got to see just because, you know, it's, uh, that's kind of the template of the mockumentary. What what gave the way for your your offices and your, your modern families is, is this, this movie about, you know, just completely making fun of how ridiculous heavy metal is and and on some level it is yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie i've interacted with some people in the local metal scene and it is Mm -hmm. very ridiculous so (laughs) i mean it depends on also which subgenre of metal you're talking Uh, about you know I'm too so far deep into this. I don't know. I don't know enough about metal. Sure. I mean, you, you know, obviously hair metal, we're, we're going to make fun of to, to Kingdom Come. Everyone's made fun of Molly Crew or Bon Jovi or Cinderella or, or Poison or, or Def Leppard. But yeah, you, obviously you get into heavier things. And, you know, I mean, yeah, like you go see a band like High on Fire where just, you know, it's or, or the doom metal bands and, and things yeah. like that. These, these are not people. No, no one in the crowd has a smile on their face, you know. Um, but but I love that too. I mean, I, I love the misery component of it too. Yeah. Oh no! I I just feel mm-hmm. like when you say that nobody has a smile on their face, I'm like, are these the people that are the incels of the world? Very much, and it's so funny. I've kind of tried to write a joke about it because the older I get, I re- the less metalhead friends I think I have. <laughs> you know, because it's uh, yeah, it, it's. You, you're, you look around at a tailgate sometimes and you're just like, you know, it's like you're at an open mic, you know, it's just oh, like yeah. a bunch of sad, you know, white dudes, like just, yeah, get, you know, smashing PBRs till they go back to their mom's basement. And, uh, you know, I think that maybe that was why I got, I was pretty comfy at open mics early on. I don't know. But yeah, there, there's something to be said for that. Uh, yeah. There, there's definitely yeah. a depressing component to it as well. Yeah. Okay, so what is your 
merch situation like? Do you have a lot of heavy, like a lot of metal merch? Like, I'm assuming you have a lot of t-shirts. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, and I think uh, it's funny you mention that because I, I think when I started doing, you know, comedy, uh, I mean, you know, in my private life or whatever, I, you know, yeah, I wear a lot of metal shirts, you know, just out and about. Yeah. Boy, but um, I would wear them when I got on stage, and I remember some. Some people were like, oh, they're distracting, stuff like that. And then I just started wearing black T-shirts on stage instead. Yeah, I, I collect a lot of T-shirts. It's, it's, it, I didn't even think it was really a hobby for the longest time. It was just I loved having them. But I, I suppose on level, some level it is. And, yeah, I have a lot of books and records and uh, all that geeky shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Did you – I feel like I remember seeing a picture of you, like, holding up your T-shirts – on boards at improv boston did you do a show yeah with those or something uh, oh god i had uh uh it was a few years ago i think that it was at least like four years uh, four years ago and uh yeah i think i was just trying to do something a little outside of just you know my act on stage or something like that i think i did some theme show or something like that and I, i had eaten an edible one night and just got in deep in my head and I think, because, you know, a lot of the t-shirts were pictures of just, like, guys' faces, like the guys sure. in the band, and I, I just started thinking, that'd be funny if I had a puppet show with them arguing with each other, and uh, that's where it took <laughs> off, and, uh, it, yeah, it worked at IB, and then I, I think, but it was also, like, one of those, like, midnight shows there, where everyone there, it, everyone in the crowd is fucked up, so, yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah. you got a little latitude on how eccentric you're being, and then I think I did it at the studio one time for just a regular crowd, and everyone was like, they were like this guy's, you know, fucking fit for a straitjacket, like, and that was the end of that. I think that was my attempt at alt comedy, my, like, one and only. Yeah, but what is alt comedy, really? I mean, oh, I don't know. We want to go down that hole right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> I got into this conversation with somebody the other day, and I was like, I, I don't want to define what alt comedy is. Yeah, also, yeah, and alt comics do not like being called alt comics. No, they don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you play music as a kid? Uh, not well. Not well. Uh, so I sang in a band. Um, you sang from, in a band? Yeah, from, I think, 13 till... Uh, 15 uh yeah we called ourselves uh yeah I, I i drew our logo and everything we were called smile without consent and it was uh i drew our logo i was in middle school um and i drew our logo and it was you know the don't worry be happy smiley now emoji yeah it had a bullet a bullet hole and it said with blood trickling down so wow. yeah that was kind of my first rp and i sang but we were too young and naive to know like what genre we wanted to be so we would do it would be like some punk and then some classic rock like we would do like the dead kennedys like holiday in cambodia but yeah. then we would do like tangerine by led zeppelin so like we we never we never found our voice so to speak uh and then you know we just drifted apart when we were like 15 and then i played like a tiny bit of bass for a little while but uh uh I don't know. I, I think like many people, I, I uh, just assumed bass was a good instrument uh, if you're lazy because there's only four strings instead of six. But then uh, yeah. you realize that the bass is actually pretty much the heartbeat of the band. Yeah. And I was like, no, that's too much responsibility. So, you know. My brother, then, played uh, the, my brother played the bass and he felt the same way. It's like sitting under his childhood bed, not doing anything. Yeah. Right. And you basically have to 
you you and your drummer are partners basically yeah because you're you are the rhythm section together it's like you know it's the same reason i I don't do sketch you know i just don't want to collaborate with people i think it's like i just want to you know it's kind of what i still love about stand-up you don't have to compromise yeah yeah Yeah. i um attempted to play the drums for a while but i i can't read music (laughs) oh no I'm, I mean, a little, I'm a little slow. I don't know if you're aware of that. I, no, I mean, some great drummers haven't, I mean, uh, haven't been formally trained, I don't think. So, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so are there any ba- people and or mm-hmm. bands that you have, like, beefs with over metal? Like, did you, like, lose a friendship or, like, break up with somebody or, like, anything oh. like that? Okay. Um, not really metal, but I, I, I think I do. And it doesn't just apply to metal. You know, I do love other genres. Uh, sure. Yeah. I, I've always, I think, been the place where I'm snobbiest about is my taste in music. And I was, uh, this definitely doesn't, isn't really metal. But yeah, I remember I was dating a woman. Um, God, it was about a little over 10 years ago, maybe. And we were on, I think, like our third date or something like that. And, uh, you know, I made some uh, reference, you know, because we, we were tying one on. I think just drank it all out. And I was still ripping butts all at the time. And I was, you know, made some reference to Keith Richards. Okay. She was like, who's Keith Richards? And I was like, are you, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, I think I got like really, uh, that was just like a turn off. And I was, exactly, you know, like, you know, that that one really took me by surprise. That is a household name, and uh, that's like yeah. entry level knowledge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was that was the last date there. Uh, so yeah, it definitely has. But yeah, I think I take um, conviction in my favorite bands and so forth. But you know, the, the older you get, the more of a sense of humor you learn to have about it. And you know, there's definitely comics you know that will you know bust on each other about our favorite bands and shit like that. Uh, yeah yeah still it still is but now i think i've lightened up a little whereas i used to like i used to definitely be like if i saw someone wearing a band shirt you know like quiz all right like what's your favorite album by them and you know what's your favorite deep cut on that record and like make sure they had kind of earned their stripes to to wear that shirt you know like we would not have gotten along many many years ago post yeah but I mean, I think that applies to a lot of people, you know, Yeah. I feel that way about their, like, you know, I see someone wearing like, you know, a motorhead shirt, a bit, like, you know, you better know a lot more than Ace of Spades. Right? Yeah. So, you know. I mean, I do think that there are a lot of people now, especially in like women's fashion that just like buy like a shirt with a band name on it just to be like fashionable. Mm. And then they that have no idea. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, I think, you know. Like, for yeah. my birthday, my mom got me a Grateful Dead shirt. I was like, I don't know anything about the Grateful Dead. I don't yeah. like the Grateful Dead. What yeah. What is this? She's like, it's fashion. I was like, this is not fashion. Yeah, I think, you know, your place is like, well, Target's definitely uh, part of the problem on that one Target. Yeah. And then, you know, like an, like an Urban Outfitters, uh, you know, yeah, places like that. But yeah, Target, I mean, you go in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember definitely a few years ago seeing like Motley Crue shirts and uh, – ACDC shirts and yeah, it's a, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Cause people take pride in, in being that outsider and shit like that. And then when it becomes, you know, people are, you know, aggressively, you know, against going with the status quo. I mean, I know I sound like a self-righteous 16 year old right now, but I mean, yeah, you know, there is something to be said about it, but you know, 
I think finally a few years ago, I actually realized that, you know, Dave Matthews band are actually like a talented group of musicians. I just sure. blindly hated them my whole life because that was like the band of my high school, you know? I mean, <laughs> I just, I still hate Nickelback, but yeah. I'm sure there's sure. like a lot of people that like Nickelback. Sure. But I mean, but that, and that's, it's so funny how these things just all become parodies in themselves because Nickelback, it almost be became hacky to hate nipple because right, right. it's so obvious and it was like if you were using a nickelback tag in a joke it's like all right yeah we saw that one coming and then I to mean, a point where you you got like Pat oswald being like what the fuck did they ever do you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um i think shane torres has a joke about nickelback too or like a tag in one of his jokes yeah. about them oh similar to like the guy fieri kind of idea yeah, yeah. like what, what did he ever do to you yeah <laughs> Yeah. I, I just don't like Nickelback because my ex best friend was obsessed with them and she's a real c word. So oh really? Oh, okay. Do you have uh, profanity policies on your own podcast? No, 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 no. Although I did have to cut out a lot of uh, a certain person's stuff because they were talking about um, some Nazi shit. So let's. Oh. You know. Okay. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> Didn't you just start this a few weeks ago? You're already running into those problems. <laughs> All right. Look, you gotta pick. You gotta pick your guess correctly. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I'll ask offline who that was. <laughs> it was. It was Emily. Obviously, it was Emily Ruskowski. Ruska, you know, absolutely. You know, she just just a hate monger. Uh, her you know. and New Kids on the Block. That's it. Was her. You know. Yeah. I, I believe I did hear that Jordan Knight uh, was, uh, you know, quite the fascist. So, yeah. 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 Do you think there's any bands that you grew up liking that you think are like underrated? Sure. Uh, just trying to think off the top of my head. I mean, you know, I think, yeah, a lot of metal bands uh, are. Um, this is going to sound like a weird one because they Everyone knows them, but people only know them really for one song. But and uh, it's Thin Lizzy, you know they did the oh, boys yeah, are back yeah. in town. Yeah, and if you really ever comb through their catalog, they've got like eight great albums. And, yeah, you know your average Tom, Dick, and Harry really doesn't know anything beyond Boys Are Back in Town or maybe Jailbreak, and, yeah. and that's it. And and they're this, this great band, and no one knows anything beyond that. You know, so yeah, that was always a bummer, and. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, uh, yeah, I think it always bothers me, you know, with some bands like the the songs that became their, their biggest hits, you know, with some people. Yeah. Like, you know, Iron Maiden, everyone thinks of like Run to the Hills first, which which is a great song, but I could name you 50 better. And Ozzy's is Crazy Train. I could name you 50 better for him. Kit Kisses is Rock and Roll All Night, which is one of their worst songs. <laughs> and then uh, on and on we go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you judge people for listening to any specific type of music? I know we briefly talked about how you judge somebody for their lack of musical knowledge, but. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I've relaxed on that. I think the older I get, I mean, even, you know, I, I, I still have a hard time with modern country, uh, I, you know, more probably more the culture than the music even. Um, it, yeah, so I hate the culture, obviously. The music, I realize I can't fault so much because it has the same formula as so much 80s metal. It's just, you know, uh, verse, chorus, verse, chor like 4-4 four, yeah. four rock and roll drumming. Um, so it's hard, it'd be hypocritical of me to just be like, oh, it's, you know, talentless garbage. Uh, when, you know, I still listen to so many bands, you know, that, you know, probably have been, you know, a four-chord capacity. But yeah, so... Yeah, I think I'm going to judge someone like that, yeah, based more on just, yeah, 
yeah, who they are as a person and not their taste in music because they're just, you know, white, a white trash dick to me. So, yeah. There are some really b- bad country songs. I, I think for a while <laughs> my dad was singing uh, some song called I Want to Check You for Ticks. So, like, there's some for weird real. shit out there. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah, I, I hate all that EDM electronic shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I unmatched with somebody recently because they said they were into EDM. I was like, I can't get behind that. That just is, like, yeah. psycho. And again, I think that's a, cu- that's a culture thing, too, I think, for me. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Or you just don't want to... I mean, I don't, you can't follow along with EDM. I feel like it's very scattered most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I just can't do hard drugs anymore like that. So, cause I feel, you know, those seem to go hand in hand. I mean, you know, we're in a pandemic. Anything's possible. Oh yeah. Oh, I wouldn't judge anyone you know, right now. Yeah. If someone, if someone casually mentioned me, like, you know, maybe it's time to check out heroin. It's like, well, you got time. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I don't know what the, you know, the, the methadone clinic situation is during times like this, but. Hey, know. they wear face masks. It's fine. You know? Yeah. That, that was my concern. Yeah. <laughs> sharing that that be said sharing needles is not the primary concern anymore no it's actually that stuff is not the concern well maybe not needles but like mm. i've seen a lot of people that are like they asked me if i got tested and it was for covid and not herpes and i'm like oh, really? wow that's so fun. that's like gonna be the new hack thing people say after this oh uh, god you're right uh. There's going to be so much hack shit that comes out of the pandemic. Just breaks. Well, I'm sure also, you're hearing it already at these outdoor shows. Sure. And well, between that and everyone that's going to be rusty on stage too. I mean, just, I don't care how good you are if you're not, you know, getting the appropriate amount of stage time and yeah, it, it, it won't matter. So yeah, it's going to be rough even once things do uh, come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does anything about like, growing up with music and and all that sort of stuff did that affect you in stand-up at all like did that influence you to get into stand-up uh i mean yeah maybe the performing aspect you know i think you know you know a lot of com- a lot we know a lot of comics that are failed musicians definitely that, that, oh yeah there's that. like a the venn diagram is like there's a lot of overlap between oh without a doubt um yeah i, I but um I, I think you know yeah my dad uh being uh you know, not doesn't just play cello, but he like composes classical music uh, and stuff like that. So yeah, enjoying just the process of creating something and then performing it. Yeah, I yeah. do enjoy that very much. But yeah, I had no pitch and no rhythm, so uh, dick jokes it was. <laughs> I guess that's fair. I mean, like most people, yeah. Have you been listening to anything interesting during quarantine? Oh god! I mean, this is probably going off topic. I'm, I'm, I'm probably listening to more Run the Jewels <laughs> right now. Oh but, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, not more metal. Um, I mean, I, I, I still listen to my favorites, but yeah, I'm not really breaking into anything new in metal yeah. right now. Um, I'm kind of yeah, yeah. I mean, like I, if someone recommends something to me, I'll check it out. But you know, for the most part, I'm pretty grouchy set in my ways <laughs> you you know okay look at that time <laughs> all right and do you have any plans post quarantine to like go to any shows or like go to any concerts when we're allowed to like when, when there's a vaccine so yeah um i mean again i don't know if you want to call them gun gray metal but yeah uh, guns and roses i was supposed to go two weeks ago at fenway uh, 
and that's been rescheduled for next August. Uh, for next August? That's so far out. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, in fact, I think the makeup date is literally a year from yesterday. So, yeah. That's <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. That's all I've got. Yeah. Well, also, the problem is so many of my favorite bands are probably immunocompromised because they're like, they're they're like 70 anyway. ancient so, now, right? Yeah. Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. Uh, you know, these these are not spring chickens. <laughs> Ozzy's over 70. <laughs> I mean, are most of them still touring, though? Like, obviously not now, but like recently. I saw Iron Maiden last summer and Judas Priest two years ago, I think. So, yeah. And, you know, it, it's weird. Yeah. Some of these bands have taken pretty good care of themselves, over, you know, over the years. Not everyone's like, you know, like a blackout drunk, like cokehead, you know, or a, 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 an addict or anything like that. Yeah. Some, some, some of the metal bands, like, were just guys that loved playing heavy metal and just yeah. go back to their hotel after, probably. Yeah. yeah. I remember going to the, God, this is going to sound stupid and dumb. I went to the, when I was in, Ohio for that like horrible comedy festival that I did. I went mm-hmm. to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and there was like so much information I learned about like I think it was like Metallica and like Iron Maiden mm-hmm. stuff. I was like, oh, they were just yeah. like normal people. Yeah, no, Metallica now especially. I mean, the, the, it, it, there's a, a documentary uh, about them called Some Kind of Monster and yeah, Lars Ulrich is talking about like all the like french art he likes to buy and he's like hanging out at a museum it's like what the fuck have you become (laughs) yeah and so so uh, how was that in general the rock and roll hall of fame i I heard you can't take pictures in there is that really true i don't remember that it wasn't bad but they like you know they rotate everything around so like i was there and they had a display of john cougar mellencamp and i was like this is like why like he's fine but like i don't Mm -hmm. think we need like a whole you know display for him right now um they're they had some really cool stuff, but also my knowledge of music is very limited compared to a lot of people. So like, mm-hmm. I was just happy to be there. Oh, cool. Yeah. No, that is actually, yeah. If I did go to Cleveland, that would definitely, well, I mean, how much is there to really do? But yeah, that yeah. is something. Yeah. I've always wanted to check that out. So yeah. It's not bad. Maybe. Yeah. What else did I want to ask you? Hmm. I mean, I think that's it. Unless you yeah. have any other wild stories you want to tell me about any concerts you went to. Oh, let me think. Uh, all right. Told that one. Uh, let's see. Yeah, one of my friends uh, like blacked out and just like wandered off at a show one time. And yeah, when we were at Great Woods again, and you know, it's like an hour outside of Boston. And we looked around for him for like an hour after the show. And then after a while, we just realized he fucked up so we just left him there and like the next like the next i think he managed to find a cab in company in brockton to come get him and he paid and like drive him back to the city or whatever yeah 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 shit so yeah yeah that was that was a different Ozfest though but uh yeah yeah wait when did when did ozzy do that when was that whole like bat situation oh that was like in the early 80s i mean that was yeah definitely way before i mean yeah that was like more is more controversial shit when he uh he bit the head off a bat he bit the head off of a dove also and that was in a meeting with his record label um uh with like sharon sitting right next to him and also yeah he got sued because uh one of his fans uh listened to his song suicide solution and thought it was like a song endorsing suicide so he shot himself in the head and then the kid's parents sued him 
the kid's parents sued Ozzy. Yeah, it happened to Judas Priest song. too. Yeah, but like, that's that. Did they? Do you know what the outcome of that? They was? got they, they got tossed out. I mean, yeah, that sounds yeah, stupid. I mean, it's a, it's a simple first. It's it's amazing got that part. It's a simple First Amendment thing. Yeah, in, yeah. In hindsight, uh, yeah. That's wild. Well, Judas Priest they got sued because the family said that they put subliminal messages in. in, in Okay, but there were a lot of people that thought that about a lot of bands. Yeah, exactly. It's all horseshit. Yeah, it's a lot of horseshit. So, yeah. It's drugs. People were just doing drugs. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) This is all before. Well, I mean, you know, I'm a youth comparatively here. So, this is the Mm -hmm. 80s, is before my time. Yeah. I mean, on some level, it is for me, too. I just, lo- yeah, I think I'm just... Well, yeah, you were I, young I, when that stuff was happening, but you got into sure. that yeah. music. I, I so. mean, I think it, it it applies for all my tastes, though. Like, I like, like, my favorite decade for film is the 70s and, sure. and shit like that. And, yeah, I, I just like older shit, <laughs> I guess. I mean, I write on a typewriter. I totally get that. Do you really? Huh. <laughs> Do you have whiteout or what? No, you just... You, I just write all my stand-up on a typewriter so that I don't have to, like, ba- like backtrack. I just have one train of thought, and if it's shit, I just exit out. And oh. then I don't have to edit it, because otherwise I'll be on my computer forever. Hmm. Just, I don't know. Oh, I, that's, 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 beca- that's because of Tom Hanks. I'm, I'm blaming him for that. What, did he do that in Punchline? No, no, no. He he put on a documentary about typewriters, and I watched it once, and then I bought a typewriter. <laughs> There's a documentary about typewriters. Tom Hanks loves typewriters. You didn't know this? I did not. All right. He has well, like a massive collection of typewriters. All know. right. Well, I'm off to Google this extensively after uh, I'm done here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you have anything that you want to promote before we wrap up? Any shows, you know, Zoom shows? <laughs> Uh, um, I mean, I, a couple, but I, I can't think of them off the top of my head. Did you win any just, more of Jeremy Pearson's outdoor shows? You'd have to ask him. I don't know yet. Um, you know, my, my date book's pretty flexible these days, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, just at Chris post on Twitter. Cool. That's about it for now. All right. Well, thanks for doing the show. Thank you for having me. I've been your host. I don't know why I'm telling you this. I'm yeah. telling the listeners this, okay? Yeah, I've yeah. been like I, five years. I know that. I've <laughs> been your host, Kathleen Tomorrow. This has been The Gimme. I will see you guys next week. Uh, find us on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google, and wherever else. And for the love of God, please give us five stars because some guy in Argentina has given me one star several times and it's really fucking me up. Um, (laughs) Thanks guys. Have a great day. Bye.